What's up, everybody? How are we feeling this morning? We good? Oh, golly, that was... First off, first off, that was incredibly depressing, okay? Look, we are all excited that it's Christmas because once you get to December, it's Christmas. Like, Christmas is one of those people that decides that if their birthday is in March... March is all of their birthday, like they're celebrating the entire time. That's what Christmas is, right? So once you get to December, it's Christmas time. So you get through Thanksgiving, it's a special time of year, right, where you're with your loved ones, you're with people, um, man, that mean a lot to you, and you're having this meal where you're thankful But Thanksgiving never gets the love that it deserves, right? Because you're sitting at the Thanksgiving table surrounded by Christmas trees and surrounded by Christmas. Like everybody's already decorated and gone, we're going to celebrate this day because we have to. But that is the one we want. Christmas is the one we want. That's why people start getting ready for it in like September, okay? That's why people start putting stuff out. So we wanted to get in on the fun a little bit, as you can see. We've been decorating up here in HSM, which has been awesome. We're getting ready for our Christmas night live on the 15th, which is going to be a blast. You're not going to want to miss that. But we're also kicking off a brand new series called Christmas Playlist. And here's what we're going to do for the next couple of weeks before uh, we get to the 25th. Because we're meeting here today, we're going to meet on the 8th and the 15th, and then we won't see each other again until the new year. Okay, so it's hard to believe we've only got a couple more meetings in 2019. But here's what we want to do through this series. We're going to take popular Christmas songs that you know, and we're going to tie them back to Scripture and talk about why they are so important. Because we sing these songs, we celebrate these things, we have all of this time set up for one day, December 25th. And a lot of the times, we completely overlook why December 25th actually matters. Yeah, 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 Jesus was born, and we do a bunch of cool stuff with family. We've got all these great traditions. It's all awesome. But if we're missing the hope and the heart of Christmas, we're really missing the biggest piece of it. So hopefully through this series and these songs that we're listening to, Man, we are going to be able to get to the heart of it. So, the song that we're going to kick off with today, I'm not going to say it. My man Garrett's just going to cue it up in the back. If you know it, I want you to sing along, and then we're going to begin to dive in. So, Garrett, take it away. It's the most wonderful time of the with the kids jingle belling and nobody's confident after that one part are they good it's the most wonderful time of the year all right that was my favorite thing ever because everybody was super super confident it is the most wonderful time of the year i got this i got this and then it got to the actual words and this place got silent nobody knew right that's totally cool You've heard that song hundreds of times, right? That is a huge Christmas song. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's in a ton of Christmas movies. I think 
there's an actual, I looked it up, there is a Christmas movie that comes on Hallmark or Lifetime or one of those channels called The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, right? One of those lame channels that's always playing movies this time of year. You heard me. You heard me. Look, it's Christmas time, but it doesn't mean it's time for cheesy movies, okay? Like those are just, those are rough. And here's the deal. We're going to make some controversial statements about Christmas, all right? So that was one. I think those movies are awful. Here's number two. We're calling this series Christmas Playlist, which is awesome. Some of you play Christmas music for way too long, okay? You need to play it 23rd, 24th, a little bit on the 25th. You're done after that, okay? You can wait till next year. Yeah, we're going there, all right? We're going there. So check it out. I have just turned... I have turned everybody against me this morning, and that wasn't my goal. But it's the most wonderful time of the year, and I think if we took a poll across the room, if we took a poll across the room, there's a lot of us that would agree this is your favorite time of the year because of everything that goes with Christmas. It's the lights, it's the celebrating, it's the tradition, it's all of these things, right? Can we agree if, if this is your favorite time of the year, let me see a show of hands, if you do. Okay, there's, uh, yeah, there's always a few people that don't like Christmas. It's cool, don't take it up with me, all right? It's all good. But guys, I want you to check this out. Stay with me here. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and it is. It is a great time of year, but it's not just for, it's not just for the things that we like to talk about and the things that we like to see and we like to celebrate. This morning we're going to be in Matthew 1, okay? Matthew 1, we're going to pick up in verse 18 as the story's gotten uh, going a little bit. It's going to be right up here on the screen. And I think this verse, this passage, does a really good job of explaining why this is such a great time of year. Because there's a whole lot that goes with it. Obviously, Jesus is born, and that means so much to us, but there was a lot that led up to this as well that makes it so special. So check this out, Matthew 1, verse 18. It says this, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Quick time out, okay? That is my favorite way to say that somebody's pregnant to say that they are with child. I just think it is funny. Okay, we're in continue. Verse 19, verse 19. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Okay, so... Check this out. You've got to understand this. We talked about this last year in our Christmas series. But you've got to think a little bit from Joseph's perspective. Okay, This woman that I'm about to marry is pregnant. And he's got a couple decisions that he can make because it could ultimately end up costing Mary her life. Okay, If it was to found out that she had been having an affair that she had gone off. Man, it was going to be bad because they're essentially engaged. There wasn't official engagements um, like there are now, right? 
but they were betrothed to be together. Mary and Joseph are going to be together. And all of a sudden, Joseph finds out that Mary's pregnant. Obviously, he's going to be concerned. Very clearly, he's going to be upset. He's going to be frustrated. He's going to be hurt. And so, because he's a good man, as Scripture says, he says, you know what? It's just going to be easier if I divorce her quietly, if I just go off and do my own thing and just leave this be. It'll be best for both of us. But he's hurt. And then the angel comes to him and tells him something that's going to change his life forever. Check out verse 21. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. In verse 23, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. I want you to think about what verse 21 really means for Joseph hearing it in that moment, for Mary getting ready to be the mother to this child, and for us where we sit today. Because if verse 21 does not happen, if verse 21 does not come into, it, into existence, guys, our lives today look different. Because we think about Jesus fully grown in ministry with the disciples. But it all has to start somewhere. Verse 21. She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. That right there indicates this isn't just another child. This isn't just... A baby that marries. This is going to be the savior of the world. This is going to be the one that people have been waiting on since the beginning of time. They've been waiting on this Messiah. They've been waiting on this person that was going to be God in flesh come to earth. And they imagined it would be this huge king that was going to rule. And Jesus is coming as a humble servant. He's coming as a baby. But that verse right there completely changes everything for you and I. Because we're the benefactors of this. We're the ones that are being saved. Before this, before Jesus, man, that process looked so, so different. And so what we're going to talk about today based off this passage and based off this idea that this is the most wonderful time of the year, which I believe it is. It is a great time of year. There's a ton of awesome things that go with celebrating Christmas. But right here in the heart of Matthew 1, we really get into why this is such a beautiful, wonderful, amazing time of year that we do need to celebrate. So here's what makes this a wonderful time of year. We're just going to dive right in. First thought is, man, a promise was fulfilled. A promise was fulfilled. You've got to understand that in verse 21, as Joseph's hearing this from the angel, and that he finds out that he's going to have a son to be named Jesus that will save people from their sins, this isn't a 
thought that hits Joseph and goes, there's going to be somebody that does that? There's going to be... He's probably surprised it's his son. But they've been waiting on somebody to be this. They've been waiting on the Messiah forever. Like this isn't something that just kind of came up spur of the moment where God thought, you know what, this would probably be a pretty good idea. Man, this has been promised for years and years and years, and now it's happening. I want you to check it out. This is just one example. There is so many. You can get online and look up, man, examples or things pointing towards Jesus in the Old Testament, and you're going to find tons and tons of verses that all go back to the ministry of Jesus and the person that he was. But this one in Daniel 7, verse 13, stood out to me. and says this, And he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him, and to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom is one that shall not be destroyed. So they've been reading things like this forever. They've been reading it, they've been growing up, reading the scriptures, reading the old, what we know as the Old Testament, going, all right, there's this person coming, and they read this and expect him to be this mighty, powerful king from the get-go. They weren't expecting a baby. They weren't expecting the form that Jesus took to be the one. And that's why there was this struggle between Jesus and the Pharisees and Sadducees during his ministry. He wasn't what they were expecting. He didn't look like what he thought, what they thought that he would. But Jesus was every bit of the promise that had been laid out hundreds of years before he was ever born. The birth of Jesus meant that we were beginning to see this promise fulfilled, and this promise was going to be one, guys, that was going to change lives forever. Because of what Jesus came and did, because of the person that he was living a perfect life and then dying a death, that he didn't deserve, and then going and defeating death and getting up out of the grave three days later, our lives now look completely different. We have the opportunity at a relationship with this guy named Jesus. We don't have to go through all of these channels. We don't have to go to the temple and speak through somebody to hopefully be clear. We don't have to sacrifice animals. Man, everything changed. Because of Jesus. And so if we lose sight of this promise, if we lose sight of how big of a deal this actually was, man, we are missing the point. I think a lot of times we'll get to Christmas and we celebrate Christmas and there's always those nativity scenes that are set up. Do we know what I'm talking about? Does anybody have parents that set out the nativity scenes at the house? Right? You know what I'm talking about. They are the, if you don't, if you don't, let me, let me paint you a beautiful picture, okay? They are these 
not action figures, that's not the right word, but they're about that size, okay? They're about that size. Some of them do the really big one that goes in the yard, okay? But I'm thinking of the little ones that go like on a coffee table that come out exclusively at Christmas, and you're going to have these three shepherds with these really big beards, and they're going to have their shepherd cane, and they're standing there, and some are kneeling, right? And then you're going to have this glowing mother who's going to be in this robe, and you're going to have a father who's standing there kind of like this, (laughs) right? And then there's going to be this manger right there in the middle. And a lot of times, if you get the really fancy nativity scene, the manger's gonna be lit up from the inside. There's gonna be little lights in there, and it's amazing, right? And inside of this manger, there's this little baby, this precious little baby that's just laying there, right? And if you get the, like, super pack nativity scene, it's gonna come with the farm animals too, right? So you're gonna have, like, the other animals that have kind of gathered around. It's, it's amazing if you haven't seen it. But the reason that I go into this elaborate definition of the nativity scene is a lot of times we look at the nativity scene, we look at Christmas and go, yes, that is what happened. That is how it played out. I can't imagine everybody was, you know, that happy. I'm sure Mary's a little tired, and the shepherds have walked a really long ways, and they smelled awful, and the animals smelled bad. We don't get that full picture, but that is what happened, and a lot of times, though, guys, we only see Jesus as this baby. We only see him in this form of, man, this baby laying in a manger, and that's what we're celebrating. Well, yeah, we're celebrating his birth. There is no doubt. But we're also celebrating the birth of the one that's going to change our lives forever. He came in a form that nobody expected and came from a place that nobody anticipated. Nobody imagined that the Messiah was going to be laying out in a barn to be born. But if that's all we see Jesus as, we're missing the point. This is a wonderful time of year because that baby that was born is the Savior we all need. He's the Savior that we're absolutely desperate for. He's the one that's going to save us from our sins. He's the one that's going to change our lives forever. As Daniel 7 said, He's the one that was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. And in his dominion is an everlasting one which shall not pass away. His kingdom that shall not be destroyed. That is that baby. It's a really amazing thing if you think about it. And so this promise that's fulfilled, man, this isn't just a promise of, yeah, there's, there's going to be a person named Jesus that's going to do some amazing things. It's a promise of there's this person named Jesus that's going to be born that's going to save people from their sins and change the world forever. 
And so getting to remember that at this time of year is awesome. We think about it a lot at Easter because Easter, we're celebrating the resurrection of Christ. But man, at Christmas, we have the opportunity to celebrate that the Savior that changes all of our lives was born. And everything changed because of that birth, okay? So that's one reason this is a wonderful time of year is because a promise was fulfilled. But here's the second reason is because hope was beginning to take a name. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. A lot of times we overlook that peace Right, Verse 21 is awesome because it lays out who Jesus is. But 22 and 23 lay out the fulfillment of that name and what that name really represents. Jesus is God with us. And because of him, our lives have a brand new hope that didn't used to exist. A hope that we didn't used to have, we have now because of who Jesus is. Here's the thing. We all know this. I'm not going to make a statement right here that's going to blow anybody's mind. Like, guys, we all fall short. Right? We all screw up. We all fall short of what we want. We fall short of perfection. And that's not something that started in the last 300 years. That's something that started with a decision that was made back in the garden with Adam and Eve to go against what God asked them to do. Since that moment, however many thousands of years ago, we've been falling short. And here's the thing about falling short. It's one of the most frustrating things you could do. I don't know if you've ever set out to achieve something and then not been able to achieve it. It is beyond frustrating, okay? There's a movie that comes to mind that makes me think about this, right? And you're going to hear the name of the movie and go, this has nothing to do with Christmas or Jesus. Where are you going with this? Let me explain. There's a movie called Hot Rod. Has anybody seen the movie Hot Rod? Okay, Hot Rod is about this guy that is this amateur stuntman, okay? And all he wants to do is set this massive jump, okay? And so it's a silly movie, but he falls short over and over and over and over again. Like, he can't make it. And when you can't do something, when you can't live up to what you want to be, to what you had hoped would happen, guys, I don't have to tell you how frustrating that is. I don't have to tell you about the disappointment that goes with that and the insecurity that we feel. And the thing is, without Jesus, 
we're setting out trying to live this perfect life that's not attainable because of sin. Like we're not going to be able to get there. But because of what Jesus came here and did, because Jesus showed up to the earth and was God with us, and he defeats the grave, we've got the chance at a brand new hope and a brand new life. So that name, Jesus, Emmanuel, that's hope taking the form of a person. And it was hope that didn't exist before this birth. Man, it changed everything. And the great thing is, man, this isn't a promise that was forgotten over time. This isn't a promise that we easily forget about. Man, this is a promise that changed everything. Because Jesus wasn't just going to be that savior for the people that lived during his time. He's the savior we still need today. And so the fact that hope became something that we could attain, something that we could have through a person named Jesus, guys, that's what makes this time of year so wonderful. It's not the lights. The lights are cool, right? It's not the Christmas music. The Christmas music's not great, right? Sorry, it's not. The time with your family, guys, that's incredible, and it's awesome. And all of these things, yeah, they're fun. But the thing that makes this the most wonderful time of the year was the fact that the person that was going to change the rest of our lives was born. We have hope, we have the chance at new life, all because of what Jesus came here and did. And it started with him in that manger, with the three shepherds, with the wise men, with Mary, with Joseph, not enough room in the inn. The Savior we all needed started from a place we can all understand. And because of that, guys, it makes this the most wonderful time of the year. It really does because of all the hope and all the promises that began with that very moment. I'm going to invite the band to come back up. And they're going to lead us in one final song. And as we sing, we're going to sing a lot of great songs over the next few weeks. But here's my encouragement to you. With each one, man, I want you to really think about what all of this means for us. How different our lives would be if there was no manger, if there was no Jesus, if there was no Savior. The hope that we have, the hope that exists today, man, that's not there without it. And so my prayer for you is during this last song that you would just be overwhelmed with thankfulness for what Jesus came here and did on your behalf thousands of years before you were ever a thought in the world. He was thinking about you. 
And he didn't start out on the top. Jesus didn't start out from a place that we could never imagine. He started from humble beginnings and lived and died and got up out of the grave all for you. And the cool thing is, he'd do it again for you. Guys, that's what makes this the most wonderful time of the year. Let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate a risen king and where he began. Let's celebrate that well. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you for, for what all this means, God. And I know how easy it is to get wrapped up in, in Christmas, God. We've got to be at family parties. We've got to buy presents. We've got to get schoolwork done. We've got all of these traditions that we kind of wrap ourselves around. But God, I pray that this year we don't get consumed by any of that. And that God, when we hear songs that come on the radio way too much, Father, we would remember why this is such a wonderful time of the year. God, it has nothing to do with any of those things. But God, it's got everything to do with the promise that was born and the hope that we have in this life taking human form and putting on flesh because that baby was going to grow up and was going to change all of our lives God thank you for that promise thank you for that hope I pray that when we celebrate Christmas we celebrate knowing what that means for us and how it has changed our lives forever Lord we love you We thank you. It's your name we pray. Amen.